podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff right to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! listeners new and old welcome back to your favorite bearcats podcast viva la cats we are now proudly presented by the big 12's premier podcasting group the 1012 network i am your host justin hiles accompanied by my great friend steve maurer and we are here to bring you the very best of the bearcats every single week we'll see how that goes through the off season and for our post game coverage on twitter spaces we have an interesting lineup of things to talk about the Bearcats basketball season is not over yet. Um, I think a lot of us would have expected that we would have been trying to figure out what to talk about now, uh, but we still have something to talk about, and that is Bearcats basketball in the NIT. The Bearcats now have made an Elite Eight for the first time since uh, 19, what, 96, 7? It's been, it's been a hot minute been a hot minute but the bearcats are back they're back in the elite eight it just might not be the same formula that we're used to steve catch us up to speed so uh i don't know about you guys but Wes miller did something in his first two years that john brandon didn't do that mick cronin well uh mick cronin might have done um but it was later on down the line um bob huggins didn't do either um i don't know about tony yates but i don't think he made the uh andy kennedy um actually andy <laughs> kennedy might have made the elite eight but whatever West Miller has made an elite eight, so we should all <laughs> give him praise. You know, Mick Cronin couldn't do it. John Brandon couldn't do it. Um, I actually do think Andy Kennedy might have made the elite eight of the NIT in 2006. I am going to look that up as we speak. But, Justin, it is a good time to be a Cincinnati Bearcat uh, because we're still watching our basketball team play. And uh, there are certain schools, uh, Kentucky, uh, uh, Indiana, <laughs> Ohio State, in our, you know, general area. Purdue. Uh, Purdue, another good one, um, in our general area that are currently not playing basketball anymore. So uh, to all the haters and losers, I say, welcome. You, you're welcome to, to, if you don't want to watch that blue school down the road, feel free to watch the Bearcats in the NIT this Wednesday night, uh, tonight, as you listen to this podcast. To or all whatever. the haters and losers. I love it. Um, to catch you up to speed specifically, Bearcats defeated Virginia Tech at home. They had home court advantage and they gave it all away for the entire rest of the tournament because we had to uh, sandblast the American logo off of the court, um, which was definitely a joke. And we talked about, oh, yeah, there's going to be some updates. But then we legitimately blasted the American logo along with everything else off the court. Um, and that, that just happened, started today, I guess if it didn't start yesterday, but it started today, which would be Tuesday for the frame of reference. But regardless, the Bearcats managed to take care of Virginia tech. It was a great game. They looked pretty dominant, pretty in control. Uh, they made the ACC look well, like the ACC. And then we got another game against Hofstra 
And we got them on the road, um, had to go out to New York for that game. But the Bearcats did manage to take care of business there as well. Also in control, totally in the driver's seat. Um, Really no difficulty there. And now that brings us up to speed with where we're at here. Utah Valley State. This is a team, uh, I forget, if I remember correctly, from, from I think you shared it or somebody else shared like a screenshot. This is a school that was not a university until 2008, if I remember correctly. And this is the first time that they will have a game broadcasted on ESPN. That is the team that we are dealing with here, people. And if we don't win... I'm not sure I'm I'm I do do we need to have dialogue or is it just yeah we played a couple games and somebody got one good on us so that, <laughs> I, I don't know but I I really feel like this should be a must win kind of game um well so I would say I would push back on that by saying one they are a good team they do match up pretty well with us in all of the metrics and such um you know they they are rated 74th on the net and we are currently rated 70 even though Ken Palm likes us a little bit better than them also they have a 10 and 1 record at home this year Hofstra also had only one loss before their game against UC. So they probably just don't get many uh, big time environments there. And also you're right. Like first time they're ever hosting a game that will be televised on ESPN. But um, I, I just looked through their schedule. They had a pretty, like a pretty high, highly rated strength of schedule this year because they had to play a lot of road games. I'm pulling it up right now as we speak, because I want to be educated, but so, uh, you know, this is not a pushover by any means, you know, Utah Valley, it's a school that no one had heard of before this, but like, so for example, they played, you know, Utah state, Wake Forest, Boise state, BYU, Oregon. Um, and then they played in their conference schedule this year. Um, and they just beat Colorado as well. So, but uh, they, they didn't play any nobodies this year. They did play some teams, um, you know, obviously Oregon still in this tournament, Sam Houston state was in the tournament until recently, uh, Boise state in, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they lost that game, lost to wake forest as well, who competed and was close to the NCAA tournament. So it not a pushover by any means, but I, I do think that the Bearcats should, should be have uh, the, uh, be the odds on favorite to advance tomorrow. Well, Vegas would not agree with you because apparently the Bearcats are one and a half point dogs. Okay. And uh, Utah Valley, I'm not sure what the, oh, the Wolverines, the Wolverines, the Wolverines of Utah different Valley. Michigan than we thought we might be playing in the NIT. Go Vandy. Um, <laughs> the Wolverines are at a uh, 55% chance in the matchup okay. predictor. So that is interesting. And nonetheless, they are a 27 win team. So hats off to them. Um, I would also like to mention that like, I know it's the NIT and I know like there there's no such thing as a free win because these people do want to play. They want to, they, they want to go, they want, they want something to hang their hat on for the season, even if it wasn't great. Um, and for some of these smaller teams, like this is their super bowl. This is a huge game for them. Um, I would also like to mention the Bearcats are now at 23 wins on the season, which is a much better place than we would have thought we would have been uh, a few weeks ago when we were debating over, the 18 win Bearcats and can we hit the 20 mark? And now here we sit at 23 wins. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's a pretty, pretty good place to sit regardless. Um, you know, personally, you know, I'll be, I'll be the metrics, what they are. It really does in my mind feel like the Bearcats should still come out on top, 
Um, I wouldn't say it's a no excuses kind of game because you'd never want to overlook an opponent like this, but it's definitely a game that you should expect to win. Like you said, um, and it, it's a game that program wise, you should be making the NIT final four. You should, you should be making the NIT final four. When you have the sort of lineup that you have, you have the talent that you have put the things together at the right time. You've got enough guys that are healthy. It's not like we're missing pieces that we haven't been missing all season. Just finish the run. Get there. And when you have someone who loves this tournament as much as Landers Nolly does, I mean, come on, baby. Like, you know, Landers Nolly is the biggest fan of the (laughs) NIT, man. Like, he was the 2021 most outstanding player for Memphis in their run to the championship. So, um, you know, I I do think that there's – something to be said about wanting to win as well, but I don't think we should hang our heads on it. If we lose, like they, they obviously have a good team and it's going to be weird for us going to elevation, playing a game there. Like, I, I think it would have been weirder if we had to play in Colorado and we had to get all like the oxygen masks out, but Utah, I don't think is as bad. Like, obviously it's still a different elevation, but I don't think it's like completely life altering. Um, right. Utah Valley fans get my mentions. Yeah. Justin, I, uh, our buddy Cheer Cincinnati tweeted this out, but I had never seen these numbers on a university. Their graduation rate, uh, I, I don't want to put anybody down here. I'm just saying it's like weird to see it. But they so they only have an, a like a an enrollment of about four thousand kids. Their graduation rate is like thirty nine percent, and they have no listed acceptance rate. Like you could probably just Justin, you could just apply tomorrow to Utah Valley. You, you idiot! You could apply tomorrow and get in without issue. I mean, I maybe they're just they just need kids. I have no idea where Orem, Utah is. Um, I looked it up. It was about one hundred seventy dollars on a round trip flight for me. So I'm just going to wait. I've laid out some of my plans to some of our people. If you've been in the Catskiller Social Club discord, join that today if you're not in there. But um, and to uh, Justin myself about some potential plans uh, if, you know, the NIT, if the Bearcats are able to advance and move forward in this competition. Justin, do you, you want to talk about those G- plans real quick? Do you have your GED? <laughs> do you Doesn't have, matter. Uh... <laughs> You're welcome at Utah Valley State. Anyways, sorry. Uh, do you have a pulse? Yes. <laughs> Is this football? Yes. Welcome to Utah Valley. <laughs> you You also don't really need a pulse. You just need to be a body it doesn't even need to be yep. a warm one yeah anyways um what, what you better you be warm in utah <laughs> <laughs> we were we, where were we going with this uh we were talking about just uh the season uh so far i did want to actually say before we moved yes. on um uh, from that um i do think there should be something where like the season ticket holders who show up to games late or are in the champions club when tip-off starts like all those people like we should have like an 11 o'clock game every year where it's just like the crazy people you know like the people who are like in their 30s and 40s whoever was there for that crowd against virginia tech last wednesday a week ago they should be able to sit in the lower bowl because the environment was awesome. Like even on TV and on the radio, like you even said it, Justin, the mics were peaking. Like I, I swear Dan Horde was more excited during this game than any other game I had heard him this year, just because of he was feeding off that crowd energy as well. So I would love to have like another environment like that this year. Uh, you know, or I know we had talked about maybe like just having one game to, for students, but there's not really like, I, I think that would not go over well in the first year of the Big 12. I don't know. The athletic department would have to figure it out. But shout out to all those fans that came up in a 
had a few pops and enjoyed the game, got loud, got rowdy. I think everybody really liked that environment. But but anyway, yeah. we can continue. Yeah, I my only point on that doubling down employ a system. All you have to do all you have to do just give everybody who signs in a credit and at the end of the season tally up all your credits and then that is some percentage of a factor maybe it's 30% or 40% whatever it is but it's some percent of your um what's the word i'm looking for your queue for next year of when you can get your season tickets and your choice so all these people who want those i don't know we just need to move those the 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 sweater club just go upstairs Go upstairs. You can enjoy your drinks. You can enjoy not cheering up there in the rafters where no one will miss you. Just please. We'll miss your money, but please let the fans who actually want to be there every single game and who want to make it loud and rowdy, just let them be down there. And I have one last point on this and I will move on because I did have a lot of points on this, but I don't know, man. The formula at Cameron Indoor seems seems very attractive especially after a game like that. Just let the student section sweep the whole back half of the broadcast view. I'm I, the, the behind the hoop is great, especially like for free throws and rowdiness and all that. And trying to drive that energy, let them, let them, let them be across that, across that whole plane. See, see, no, I, I, I do get that, but then you get the Ohio State problem when the students stop showing up because the team sucks, and then like it's just all these empty seats behind. Or when Houston wasn't that good, you know, and they had to like get people. Uh, no, like... we're not Houston. We are not Houston. I will not hear it. I will not hear it. We are not that horrible, non-existent fan base. We are Cincinnati, and we show up for games. We do need if to get the guys on the Scott and Holman podcast because I do want to ask them, like, so uh, you guys don't have fans. Let's talk about it <laughs> because they seem to get upset about that. Um, but, but yeah, we, we got to figure out a way to do that. But, Justin, yeah. I did want to I put this on the run sheet. And I wanted to ask you, do you think this is a, success, a successful season for the Bearcats? Hot take. Yes, I think. I don't even, I wouldn't say maybe it is, maybe it isn't a hot take, but from a lot of what I've heard, it it is a little bit of a hot take. I actually threw up a poll at some point this past week. I'd have to go find it, but I kind of asked is, would you consider this a success or would you consider it a failure? Personally, I consider it a success, a success because this team has managed to pull it together at the right time. It may have taken a while. They've been missing some pieces, it's it's not pretty, but it is a step in the right direction. And it has shown that Wes Miller's formula works. And it, and especially, I keep going back to this and we'll, you know, let it die if it needs to. But that Tulane game, I think, was just that click where it was like, all right, we can we can be in these games. We should be able to win these games, but something's got to change. we got to figure it out. Ever since that Tulane game, Wes has been cracking asses on the sidelines. Wes has been figuring out stuff in the locker room at halftime. We've been making adjustments. We've been able to keep pace, and we've finished out games when it's been close. It hasn't happened all the time, but we've been able to finish out against teams that we should beat. Is it an every game situation? No. Would we like to see it more? Yes. Does that come to the talent conversation? I'm starting to think so when it comes to the end of those games and when it comes to closing out. You can see that Wes has something going, and you can see that 
his system's working and there is more of a game plan there than what we saw at the beginning of the season. So for that reason, I would say there was progression. It was a success and there is ability. There is an ability to see progress. Is it going to be tough in the big 12? Yes, but we're going to have a hell of a lot better talent coming in the door too. So I think, I think there's enough there to cross your T's and dot your I's and say that it's a success. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the guys from the Cincy slanging show uh, brought this up and I, I like this point. Like, you know, they, they said, you know, we didn't end with just an, another debilitating loss to Houston and more questions about the roster and just go into it right away. Like we're playing extra games. No one, I, I think it was a positive to play that home game, even though I don't think the building guys liked it because they had to push back <laughs> the, the floor. I don't want to talk about the floor. Uh, I think, I feel like that's a dumb topic, but um, you know I think it's also a good point, you know, for these guys to be given that opportunity to say, you know, they can keep playing, they can keep winning. They, they want to keep playing and, you know, they are playing well. And I, I think it's also the point that like they, they were mostly in control of both of those games. Like, it's not like they don't want to be here. Like some other teams who turned down their, their postseason opportunities, like, you know, your beloved <laughs> Dayton. Oh, I was going to say your beloved North Carolina Tar Heels. No, uh, we're we're talking about John motherfucking Brandon. <laughs> Dayton, we know you're scared. We know you dodged a bullet with the Bearcats. We know you're running. Tuck your tail and keep going. Lisa Brandon, God. quit your talking. I saw you were talking today, too, on another burner. We know it's you. Stop. Anyways. Could you imagine? Uh, so apparently, I, I've learned this about Dayton. Apparently, they're too. They think they're too good, too good to play Wright State. You know, like, uh, do you, could you imagine if Xavier ever said they're like too good to play UC or something like that? Like, I think Dayton I, has a higher sense of self than they really think. Than I really think they should. You know. Well, it's a bunch of private school jerks. But also, I would like to say that too. Like, I wouldn't see us being above playing anybody. I can see us being above losing to somebody, but playing somebody. Who cares? Well, maybe that's schedule. the thing. Just maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want to lose to Wright State. Like we lost to NKU this year. Yeah. I mean, like maybe maybe that, there's something to that. Uh, I guess I can't crap on them too much. My brother is a student and an athlete at the student athlete at the University of Dayton. So shout out Dave. Um, <laughs> I I do want to say though, I, I think it's like good thing uh, for our fan base to you know and these guys to get some credit, get some postseason wins, get that ability to play in these games. Um, you know, David Julius really was able to step up like all of the starters um, and the whole rotation was really able to play well on Saturday against Hofstra. Um, and I, I think like this only like, look at the, I do want to say also look at the teams, the past two teams to win the NIT and look at where they are now. Obviously we know what happened <laughs> with uh, Xavier. I, I take I kind of take them out of the equation though. Cause obviously new coach and a bunch of new players, um, but they still have a lot of the guys from their core last year that were able to bring them like, you know, have that experience of playing good postseason basketball. And obviously they were a little bit rocky in their game on Friday, but you know, on Sunday they looked a lot better and they, they won pretty handily, which hurt me. <laughs> but then also Memphis, I mean, look at Memphis, they won that 21 title and they won their first round game last year in the NCAA tournament. They lost on a buzzer beater this year, although FAU is a good team. I think they're a little bit underseated, but um, I, I, I think like it was only a good thing for those players to get that postseason experience get that momentum. And I, I think it's like, nobody's complaining about it right now. At least I haven't seen any, I'm not, I'm not on like the boards or anything like that. So maybe some, 
really negative UC fans are complaining that we're not in the transfer portal earlier enough. But um, I just wanted to say I'm I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're not too good for it. You know, that was my sticking point over the last year. I don't think we would have made the NIT anyway last year. We were kind of a bad team. So I'm glad that we're playing in it this year. And I'm glad that, you know, we're wanting to, like, keep succeeding in it, you know, just because, like, I think it is important for this team's development. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think to round this one off, I did find that poll. Um, so the exact question was, how do you feel about the entirety of this Bearcats basketball season? Uh, so this is very relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, the options were success, content, meh, and failure. Um, meh stole the show with 45.2% followed by 37.5% for content. And success and failure, the two other like extreme ends of the spectrum, Neither here nor there, both less than 10%. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are just, you know, I don't, I, it's, I would say people are not satisfied, but also I don't think anybody, very, very few people flat out think it's like this just was bad. Uh, yeah. So, I, I think that's completely fair. And I, I yeah. think, you know, like, I mean, I, I think like it was better than last year, of course. You know, like I said, we won more games than we did last year, lost less as well. So, pretty good on that end. And also, like, you know, it, for a program that has not won an NCAA tournament game in five years now, think about that. That's kind of crazy. Hasn't reached a Sweet 16 in 11 years. Hasn't reached an Elite Eight in God knows how long. I, I, I like, obviously, Our we, lives. yeah, we know as fans that there's another level that we would love to see. But for right now, I think it's completely fine that people are met and content with it. You know, it wasn't a completely horrible year. Justin, we haven't had a losing basketball season since like those early Mick Cronin days. Like that, I think that's pretty crazy. Like just you know, even with the la- how bad the last two to three years have seemed, we still have not had a losing season, which is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I actually had looked this up recently um, with our like win loss percentage, and if you're going down through here, um, I think the worst, the most recent one was. 2006 and seven that was our worst record as of recent it was 11 and 19 um, yeah everything else before that came in the 1900s so and that that might that might uh we'll see how we do next year i i'm i mean obviously the big 12 is strong but the way some of those teams looked in the first round of the tournament like iowa state just having the the coldest night you could have and like you know obviously West Virginia uh, getting bounced by like, I obviously the league is tough for sure. Like even the bottom of the league is going to be tough. And uh, I don't know what's going to go on at UCF. And so they might be our, our only easy win, but the league is going to be tough for sure. But I do think maybe we were a little bit overestimating it. Like we're a 40, 17 on Ken Palm right now. And that's still in like where all the other big, t- big, big 12 teams are, you know? And yep. I, I think like, Obviously, there's going to be some attrition, players leaving, players coming back. We're not going to be entering the same league. You know, there's going to just be right. obviously like some of those older guys and some of those one and done guys that are gone. Like even Kansas lost this weekend to our beloved Arkansas uh, Razorbacks. So I, I I think there should be some leveled leveled optimism about what this team can do. And obviously, if uh, uh, we, we should talk about some names that we're looking at uh, for additions to next year's team, but. If we get the right guys in and uh, keep the right guys, I do think that that it might not be as bad as we had thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean this this is my only rebuttal there, and it's more so an agreement. But 
we don't know. This is this is a power scaling thing. You have no idea. You could walk in, you could get your doors blown off, or you could walk in and you could compete right away. Like it's it's one of those things where you don't have games against these teams to actually know what you're walking into. So until then, it's all just hearsay. So I mean, it's it's hard to make a, any quantifiable uh, prediction. Without knowing. And that was a segment we call Reckless Speculation. <laughs> Shout out to the Levitard Show. Uh, reckless Speculation, yes. So speaking of the transfer portal um, and some recruiting updates, we are still pushing on our lovely uh, Gory Shadungalunga. Uh, we don't know who that is. Uh, it's not referencing anybody specifically, but there are rumors about Gory Shadungalunga. So... Who knows? Maybe he'll end up with the Bearcats, but also, you know, we're not saying any names. There's a couple uh, crystal balls out there for him that uh, are kind of favorable, so you you, you never know. Um, uh, But getting Gory Shadunga in here would be uh, quite the sight, and especially if uh, that man decides to play this fall instead of next fall, that would be even better. If he plays for us one way or another, it's good. It's going to be real good. That's right. That's (laughs) right. It's going to be a one and done, but it'll be really good. Um, Continue on, Steve, down the list. Yeah. So uh, the Bearcats, uh, it's kind of fun. I feel like obviously the transfer portal was not really a thing in previous years, but um, like now that it's more kind of like basically free agency and you can just, they just list out who's like been talking to these, this team you know, uh, or this guy that entered. So uh, there's a bunch of names, but notable names that I mentioned. Uh, so I have two Temple guys listed here, Damian Dunn, Jamil Reynolds. Uh, those two guys, uh, Damian Dunn, he dropped 34 on us at, uh, at Fifth Third Arena this year. So, I mean, he would be a welcome addition. Um, and then Eddie Lampkin, uh, he uh, left, he was the center for TCU. He left under uh, some disagreements with the coaching staff. And um, I, there was some reaching out to him, but I, I think it's also kind of like, you know, you just reach out to all of these guys and then see, like, then you can just whittle down from there, but you got to let them know you're interested, of course, you know? So I wanted to add this uh, specifically on Eddie Lampkin is that he is officially a Hoya. Uh, he joined oh. Georgetown today and today. Uh, okay. Ed Cooley is right. putting in some work very early Ed Cooley, on. baby. <laughs> That brother, that brother is putting a team together real fast. They said yeah. goodbye <laughs> to the legend that was. Um, that is un- an unfortunate situation, but losing, like, having a, what, like, 0.2 record? I don't even know what yep. that, I don't it was. It was bad. Oh, he was bad. He it was, was real bad. But, and he uh, only say, got his job saved because he won that conference tournament in the COVID <laughs> year. Just so weird. It's it is a weird it is a really weird position to be. But regardless, um, besides that, uh, we just don't have any clarity on the final roster spots for much of anything. Um, We're just kind of out in the air right now, and it's going to probably continue to be that way, at least until, um, you know, our run in the NIT is over whenever that is, hopefully with a trophy at the end. But um, again, we, we just don't know where that's going to be it's where i think Wes will probably start hitting that a little bit faster and harder once we get past the end of the basketball season i think that's why some of these other teams have already started making these moves um but until then we're just kind of dead in the water as it were but we're going to give you 
the weekly Bearcats sports rundown wrap up something. I never we we've had so many names for it. Do we have an official name? It's no, I be... think that's the bit though. I think we just keep <laughs> just like just doing something different with it, you know. The Let's weekly Bearcat snack wrap. All right. So, um, do you want to kick us off, Steve? And then uh, let's do it. We'll hit it. Yeah. All righty. And I'm gonna set the timer here on my Apple Watch. We are gonna go for. Uh, no, that's the stopwatch. I I can never tell which is which, Justin. I'm sorry. Uh, but okay, they all yeah, look the he, same. <laughs> all right, easy there, easy. Okay, big right, flex, big flex, <laughs> big flex, big flex. Ready, three, two, one. The cross. The women are currently seven and three after defeating Vanderbilt at Nippert Stadium this past Saturday, nineteen to four in their first conference game of the season, hosting Butler at Nippert tonight as you listen uh, and the bearcats have some big opportunities to maybe get an at-large bid into the ncaa tournament if they do not win their conference tournament so watch those uh watch those lacrosse bearcats there on espn plus most games women's basketball uh some big news here you see parted ways with michelle clark heard after uh a six some year uh contract there and a national search is now underway for a new head basketball coach for the women's team. If you're interested in looking at some potential names, head over to Cat Scholar Social Club and check out Brandon's article. He put together an interesting list. Uh on to tennis. Shout out to Brandon. Uh tennis is starting their outdoor season with a home match against Dayton tonight at the Talbot Traver Tennis Center and they host Memphis on Friday and dreaded Crosstown rivals Xavier on Sunday. Norwood so state Go what Jesuit Christian Community <laughs> College. Uh, if you, uh, that's kind of a double double there. Uh, if you want to go watch some exciting tennis action, get out to campus. That event is free. Justin, take it to the track. in here. Track and field. Uh, they're starting the outdoor season with split squads competing at NC State and Old Miss. And wrap us up with baseball. Baseball did unfortunately return uh, from South Carolina on a. Uh, with a two and four road trip and then dropped another game yesterday against Marshall eight to four, extending their losing streak to five. They will go across town and play at Xavier tonight uh, uh, in a uh, Jesuit Christian community college in the renewal of the crosstown ball out baseball rivalry. Justin, we're under the timer again. Let's go. Good stuff. Let's go. Good stuff. I do want to just, talk about baseball real quick um obviously do want to also mention you know i i do want to thank coach michelle clark heard uh she that like just seemed like she was never able to unfortunately get it together after a couple good years to start off and we just uh you know obviously just gotta keep moving on as we enter into the big 12 and um, i think there is some also just some talk about maybe scott guggins his uh security right now as uh the baseball coach you know just it seemed like both of them for 2019, 2019 was a great year for both of them, obviously with uh, the women's basketball teams run in the women's NIT and then uh, baseball's run to the uh, NCAA tournament. But it just seems like neither of them were able to get it going after that, unfortunately. And obviously season is not done for baseball far from it, but if uh, coach Guggins isn't probably able to turn it around, it might just be time as we're heading into a new conference to say, you know, so time to look for a new a, a new guy. Perhaps, uh, you know, no offense to any of our uh, 
athletic directors past or present, but maybe we can look outside of a two hour radius. Uh, that'd be great. Much less like a two minute radius. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that this is one of those things where with Michelle, like God lover, but you got to be able to win in the American to prove that you can be able to win in the big 12. And it's only going to get harder. The teams in the big 12 for women's basketball are much better, much, much better. And so as much as you can expect, it's going to be difficult for football and basketball. You could expect it for women's basketball as well. So that is a important move. And hopefully we make the right hire there. Um, there are some interesting names being thrown in the hat. Um, I think the coach from Ashland can't remember her name at the moment, but she sounds very interesting because she's had a couple really, really good seasons. So we'll see what happens there. But again, on Googs, neither here nor there. I think you just got to figure it out. And if he can't manage to put enough together before the end of the season, sorry, I love you Googs, but it's, it's one of those things where you just got to be able to figure out how to win and you have to be able to do it. And again, as we say, every single week, it's going to get harder. It's going to get a hell of a lot harder, no matter what you're playing. So um, I think that wraps up just about everything that we had. If you have any last notes here, Steve, um, finish this out. Man, uh, people from Ohio just love Wolverines. You know, it's just uh, they, <laughs> we know our feelings on the Wolverines, but I'm really looking forward to this game on Wednesday night for the Bearcats uh, as they take on uh, the Utah Valley Wolverines in the semi elite eight. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and I'm just looking forward to seeing if we're able to advance from there and keep on going, man. I'm very excited for it. Yep. Likewise, um, Bearcats, maybe a must win, maybe not, but feels like it should be a win hopefully. So show out online in person, however you can do it, show up for the Bearcats. Show them your love. Let's make it to Vegas, baby. Let's go to Vegas. Vegas, we gotta, baby. We got to hit the strip. We're going to hit the strip. We're going to get loaded, and then we're going to go watch the Bearcats win a damn national championship with an 69th best team in America. Staying yes. in the 275 loop, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. We still got three more games, but come on. Let us it see. is the NIT. If we if we can manage to win, it's going to be a very small world going from Memphis to Xavier to Cincinnati. I should see who won it before that. It probably is somebody else we play. Um, but regardless, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this week's episode is again brought to you by the 1012 Network. And if you aren't already, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Pods, or whatever platform you listen to. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod. This has been another Viva La Cats podcast. So with all that said, take it easy, folks. We'll see you hopefully with a fresh dub. And maybe, you know what? I'm going to call it in the air right now. We're doing a Twitter Spaces tomorrow. So we will see you guys there. I love to hear it. Go Bearcats, baby. Good night and Viva La Cats. Sports Social Podcast Network.